0: You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. Team Ed. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Alex. How are you doing? Good. I'm
1: doing really good. Good.
0: Yes. So I had a quick question for you, and, and it's probably the only topic we talk about today, but it's a good one. Okay, and it's something that was brought up in Sunday school, Sunday school. That's right. The new class in the new class at Sunday yeah, school at Westchester Church. We got a place for kids to go, so join us. Um, it, it's a good group of people, really is. Um, good conversations too. So praise the Lord. We're going through James. Oh, my favorite book. Heard of it? Yeah. Yes. Um, in that first, you know, chapter there that I'm sure you have completely memorized. Not completely, no. But it's about, the the, um, I think it was in the 7th or 8th verse, I'm probably wrong, but um, it talks about how to pray
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and how to think about or how to know that your prayer is going to give you what you have asked for. Or know that it is, be confident in, maybe you should just read, find that spot there because... I'm going to stumble all over it for sure.
1: So after my favorite verse, then it goes, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of sea, blown and tossed about by the wind. Mm -hmm. That man shouldn't think he receives anything. Right. But it is not talking about just anything. It's talking about the wisdom. It's just talking about wisdom. It's, there is talking about wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously, and I assume wisdom to all without finding fault. Okay. Yeah. I, as I read that, it's about the wisdom piece that we're okay. asking. Okay. And and uh, a lot of times with the trials being two through four, uh, okay, in the midst of trial uh, Lord, you know, why do you give me this trial? And then we need to ask for wisdom Mm -hmm. to know why, why the trial and to see if there's something in my life I have to take care of to that maybe God's getting my attention for in the midst of the trial. And then, so ask God for wisdom. If we can't figure it out on our own, ask God for wisdom and don't doubt that he's going to give us that wisdom. And I found that every time that I've had a trial that I've wondered if it's from God, he gives me the insight as to, oh, yeah, you messed up, Don. Mm-hmm. And and I find that prayer very effective.
0: Good. Okay. Put, <clears throat> Is that the only time where we are promised that um, there will not be unanswered prayer?
1: Oh, no. yeah, you know, uh, He says he'll answer our prayers. Okay. So that's just not how we want it. Long version, short version, you know. Okay. So I'll answer your prayer right now if you... You know, if right now is the time, Mm -hmm. then uh, I'll answer it later if it needs to be later. Yeah. And then we get to James chapter four. He gives a whole nother scenario about prayer saying, you know, if you act selfishly, I'm not going to give you that. (laughs) Right. But if you ask with the right reasons, then he lives into that. I see. Okay. And so you need to wait till you get to chapter four to get the rest of that story from james's point of view
0: yes yes cliffhanger don't don't just read one verse get it all in there it and and praise the lord it's only five
1: chapters you know get a lot out of james Mm -hmm. jesus also said if we ask in his name and it seems as if jesus says ask in his name it's as if are we if we're in the midst of jesus will and what we're asking for is for his will then he
0: will yeah Answer. That's really good. Okay. That's a good uh that that shines a lot of light on there. I didn't realize it was just about the wisdom right there.
1: That one is about wisdom. Okay. Specifically. I mean he he talks about asking Mm -hmm. in other places, but that one specifically, because of what comes before it, yeah, and what comes after it is about wisdom. Mm -hmm. And to me that's a a very appropriate prayer to ask in times of trial. Yeah. Because yeah. Why, Lord, are you doing this to me? You know, what's this all about? You know, I'm trying to do the right thing here, Lord. So why is this coming about? You know? Right. And, and and I find it that God is very at it to yeah. tell me what. Well, if you'd have just thought about this or if you'd have just given it over to me earlier mm-hmm. or, hey, dude, look at the bigger picture. Right. It fits into something bigger. Yeah. And, and and so God takes that opportunity to give me the wisdom to open my eyes and see the world like he does. Yeah,
0: that's a good rather part. Rather than with my poor optics. Yep, yep. And that's something that we definitely got to uh, test and try out, looking at through his eyes when we prayed for rain for so for like darn near two years straight.
1: Yeah, it's been a rough two years.
0: Yep. And you start, I started to kind of just, you know, what are the, typed in on Google, what are the benefits of a drought?
1: Get it? Did you get any list?
0: There's not much. Not okay. much. Um, I, I mean, some of the bad things were that it, it um, changes in soil temperature during drought conditions can affect soil organic matter. So mm-hmm. less breakdown of breakdown. it. Um, and it increases the release of carbon dioxide from the soil. Mm-hmm. Now in a growing condition, you know, the plants will absorb some of that but not at the rate as if they are uh that they have water and obviously the flow of nutrients to those plants is different too
1: yeah all that's affected
0: excuse me the only thing i could come up with for a good thing is that it kind of sheds the importance on soil health in different um uh, areas of making sure that your soil is ready for something like that uh, and I'm not going to say anyone's Pl- doing anything head, wrong, yeah. but you know, making sure that that soil is, is healthy enough to be able to hold the moisture where it needs to and be able to drain mm-hmm. it away when it's not, hold those nutrients and those kinds of things. It takes a lot of work. It It takes a, it takes some revenue loss at first sometimes, mm-hmm. especially during your learning experiences. Right. Um, but I guess that would be the one thing that I would say like that's, it's showing how important it is to have that healthy soil stuff so that you can.
1: And that's looking at the 10, 20 and 30 year point of view yeah. of your soil health rather than the two year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that I know I found it odd that as much tile is going in the ground in a drought year. I mean, right. <laughs> when we're trying to, we don't have much subsoil moisture already. And here's these plowing in these tiles, yep. just, just as hard and fast as they can go in the mm-hmm. dirt's coming out just, Bug dust. I mean, it really, oh, yeah. I, it's just amazing to watch. Yeah, and if but and that's it, thinking of the broader point of view. Exactly. Yeah,
0: and if, if you're not a in a community <laughs> with farmers, agriculture, you're not. I apologize. We talk about that quite a bit because that's what I am, and uh, the community is is very trained on uh, that part of the world. This that, is that where production. we live. That's right. This is where we live. Um, but there's a lot of things in there that are kind of interesting. You know, um, that make no sense at first, but then they'd make sense later and stuff changes. So stinking fast, it's, yeah. it's hard to keep up, but just seeing how God is getting this, this information, you know, having certain people learn a passion about something. Um, you know, if, if there's going to be a soil that's prepared for, you know, famine mm-hmm. or, you know, where there's something that's not going to grow very well, and you're gonna have a hard time growing something, a something with healthy, a place with healthy soil is going to come out, on top right not necessarily make them rich people but be able to help a lot of people right which is i think what most of us would want to do above making money
1: amen and we have to remember that some of the desert areas of the world were once very productive Mm -hmm. farmland that's right so we don't want to repeat what went on to make them deserts
0: that's that's a good point that's a good point i mean even the wind storms that came through before the tornado actually this year, you could see on the horizon all the wind or all the dirt in those. It's like, oh boy! Oh, but well, that was nothing. Oh yeah,
1: compared to what I, back in '78, no '77, oh, yeah. I remember when it actually rained mud. Oh boy! Coming out. Of course, I had a brand new car, and I didn't really want it rained. Mud, sure. But I, I remember that cloud coming up from the west, and uh, we were glad for the rain because it'd been quite, quite uh, dry. Right but this came up with that dirt from the from western kansas yeah and actually it rained mud i oh, mean man. everything was filthy with the ru- rain that came out of that and i remembered my grandfather talking about the 30s and the the dust that would filter in the house and how oh, if you'd yeah? have to scoop it off the porch the dirt so keep it up keep the soil com- uh, uh, good for mm-hmm. the next 25 30 40 years yeah Live into the health of the soil for the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, think it's the good stewardship practices that make mm-hmm. it make a lot of sense.
1: Well, and I, I guess I'd nudge the bridge. Sure. So the bridge would be, so how are we working with our relationships? Okay. And the relationships that we want to see flourish in the future, uh, in our families, our churches, our communities. How are we living into the future of who we are as a people of God or who we are as Patterson's or sure. who are we are as Zimmerman's. Uh, are we living into the next generation so that they can flourish? Helping them with all the the, the nuts and bolts they need to flourish. Uh, I think right now we're, we're sort of, I hate to say we're a selfish generation, but we sort of are. I am. And, and so it's my time. It's my, what I feels good to me. It's my, uh, Coffee that I, you know, has to be a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, and we need to live into the next generation. Oh, yeah. Next generations. Yes. And the next part of what the church will look like. Yeah, and that's part in that of future. what our, I mean, I'm thinking about our communities. Yeah. Uh, most of the communities that I'm talking to are having a hard time finding people who will serve as like mayors or council people or on county boards. Uh, so local governments are being affected by the fact that people won't volunteer to lead. Yeah, And so we need to live in to the future of our communities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's like taking care of our soil. That's right. Nothing's going to grow, including our communities yep. unless we take care of those organizations that breathe into them.
0: Yep. I agree. And those, those positions, those, uh, those, those opportunities to, you know, impact a kid's life. You know, I don't think there's like a better gift for like a grandparent to see their like grandchild in the church, loving Jesus. And even my mom has said that, um, even though she's wrangling both of my kids sometimes <laughs> in church while I'm doing the sound system stuff. Sometimes it doesn't look like it's very fun, but she's like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I love them. Amen. They can crawl all over me if they want, you know, but just, you know, then hearing them say, oh yeah. And in Sunday school, we learned that, you know, Jesus loves all of us. And it's just like, you know, yeah. I don't know if there's a, a way to be happier, you know, just to see that generational gift keeps getting passed down and and that's really awesome but getting into you know if you have an estranged you know grandchild or something like that or maybe the parents push back on it you know you're you're it's not always going to be roses Not always it won't always be roses in a volunteer governmental spot or community thing either these are not glamorous positions no no any
1: government yeah anytime you take a position like that you're going to get the downside right but I still say, in order for things to happen, we have to have leadership.
0: Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, let's we were start. big on that leadership conference thing, you know, a while ago back, a while back weren't we? Mm-hmm. Yep. But we're not all fit for that.
1: No, but let's try.
0: Let's try. That's a good point. We need a lot more leaders in the church, that's we for do. sure. Yes, we do. Will you pray us out, Don? I can do that.
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of being together. I thank you for this time with Alex. And we thank you, Lord, for our audience, those who listen on a regular basis. Heavenly Father, I pray your blessing on this ministry, on our hearers, that they would enjoy this week, and the honor and glory and praise will come your way, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen.
0: Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us. Uh, we will see you all next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes, and if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.